program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney. Our program is about turning the negative challenges in your life into positive experiences. If you feel that life's issues are bogging you down and there is no hope in sight, you've arrived where you need to be. We'll discuss the challenges and offer solutions that you can start working on immediately. Now, here is your host, Jeanette Abney. Good morning, listeners. Welcome again for another episode with Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney. Now, today's topic, we're going to be talking about parenting adult children. But even before I even start today's topic, I want to first give thanks to my Heavenly Father for blessing me again to see another day. And I also want to thank my listeners for listening, thank my family for their support, and I want to thank my guests for being on with me today. So today, as we talk about parents and adult children, I want to start with the description of the show because one of the reasons for this show is summertime is here. Kids are graduating from a college. They're basically getting out of high school. And we're finding now that a lot of people are returning back home to live with their parents. And some parents really don't know what to do. So even though it may be happening more than you think, It's really happening. And I want to start off by saying that I myself, I'm also a parent of two adult children. But I want to say that it's happening more than you think. You know, as we gave birth to the children or to our children, we said, you know what? I can't wait till they turn 18. Only to sometimes have them still looking in your face. As you're now being told, I don't have nowhere to go. You start to feel guilty. You start to feel trapped. You start to feel abused, a prisoner in your own home. Or perhaps you're questioning yourself, what did I do, do do wrong? Or your adult children, like I said, went to college, may have been in a bad relationship and need to come back home. So today's episode, I want to address, along with my guests, the issues of parenting adult issues. I mean, I'm sorry, adult children. The show will also provide examples of real life situations. I want to talk about the entitlement issues, whether we as parents are helping versus hurting. And I also want to provide information for both the parent and the adult child as we discuss parenting our adult child by developing and setting boundaries, regaining your power and control by reducing your parental guilt as you engage in a healthy relationship with your adult relationship with your child. So I want to now bring on my guest, Mr. Delano Blackwell. Delano, can you hear me? Yes. Good morning, Jeanette. Good okay. morning. Tell the listeners who you are, what you do. My name is Delano Blackwell. I'm uh, I'm over at Delano Blackwell Ministries. I've been a parent for quite some time. I have two, uh, three adult children. Uh, I've worked in the funeral industry, but today I'm really going to share some life experiences with my daughters who have really showed me some things about parenting adult children. Thank you, Delano. And for those that don't know, you know, Delano, we're going to be good on the radio today because, you know, we've been knowing each other for a very, very, very long time, even before we had kids. And we know what it was like with us being raised in Compton and how our relationship was with our parents and um, some of the things that have taken place. But I want to throw this out there. This is, did you, do you know, or did you know that today's, when you talk about young adults, those between the ages of 20 to 35, many have doubled what's called the boomerang generation due to the frequency with which they're returning to their parents' home. And they also said that there's an estimate of 42% of college graduates that still live at home. Now, Delano, you know we grew up in Compton. And one of the things that both of us was like, I can't wait 
to get out my mama's house. And I can also say growing up in my mother's home, I was getting put out at the age of 10. So I know you guys was feeling sorry for us because um, I remember one time I went down to my friend's house to get some cookies, snuck out the window and I got locked out the house. My mother put me out over some chocolate chip cookies. So I knew that I wasn't going to be a boomerang child. So I had to do what I had to do to get up out of there. And um, even when I became a parent, you're also the godfather to my son, and I'm the godmother to your daughter, and that's been an interesting journey, to say the least. But um, I want to say, and start off with Delano, in regards to our parenting, is I remember when my son turned 18, and on his birthday cake, I wrote, welcome to manhood. And my son Mm -hmm. did not have a clue. So let's talk a little bit about that. How do... And what, how do, how do that start when you give birth to a child and you're trying to prepare them for all these expectations in life and they grow and they get old and they're still looking at you? You know, Jeanette, it's, it's amazing because I remember having a conversation with uh, my daughter and I told her, you know, at birth, we didn't get a manual. No manual came with how to raise you. We did the best we could. And I remember trying to explain to them about, you know, growing up, maturity. And just like you said, you know, when we were growing up, the first thing we wanted to do was be the, be the first kid on the block to say we moved out. Not because we didn't like our parents, love our parents, but we just wanted to, to grow up and mature. We felt we had arrived and, if we, you know, one of the statements where we would make is, boy, I ain't never coming back. <laughs> if I ever get out, I ain't never coming back home. But it seems like these kids ain't never trying to leave. It's like a, they don't want to leave the nest. True. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, later, as we said, we talk about some things. They just feel so entitled that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm your child. I mm-hmm. need to be here until... I guess until everybody died. <laughs> well, you know, we saw that, especially on the street where we grew up, because we saw generation after generation, and a lot of them didn't want to leave home. And, um, you know, some big families, some small families. And I remember being a kid, well, not even a kid, I was a teenager. And, um, you know, I admired the Emanuel's family. And I don't know how my mother ever found out about this, but I remember coming home one day, and my mother was telling me that Miss Emanuel. She had got restraining orders on her kids to put them out. Wow. And my mother thought that was hilarious because Miss Emanuel's had nine kids. And I would love to go over there and play spades and, you know, hang out with the family. Some of the daughters and I were, you know, really good friends. And she had, I want to say it was six, no, seven girls and I think two boys. And I remember her telling me, she said, if they bring one more baby in this house, just one more baby, I'm tired of rocking these babies. And I forgot which one of them had that one more baby. But when she, they did that, she got restrained. Training orders. Yeah, that was. That, I, I remember hearing about that. And that that was something very drastic, and, and but you know, it's about trying to get them to understand that they have to they have to leave the nest to mature. Correct. And it's just it's just like they don't want to have that independence. They mm-hmm. are so codependent. And it's not like we do a bad job as parents. It's just this young generation feel like they're entitled and they don't want to be independent. Correct. And, you know, and one of the things that I want to talk about is we have different parenting styles. And parenting styles is very important to kind of know what your style is. Because when we were growing up, Delana, we used to say either our parents were strict or they were nice. We didn't know the different terminology for the four different types of parenting styles. You know, and it was like either your parent was, you know, the parent that was uninvolved, that was the house we stayed at all the time. You know, you couldn't go, but I would sneak at the house, eat up all the food and do all of that stuff. But you have what's called the authoritarian parent style. And that style generally children who are obedient, proficient, but they rank lower in happiness, social competence, and self-esteem. And that's because they have like the military family or the parents. That's very strict. Don't let them do anything. It's do as I say, not as I do. 
And then you have basically the permissive parent. Now, the permissive parent, that parenting style often results in children who rank also low in happiness and self-regulations. And these children are more likely to experience problems with authority and tend to perform poorly in school because their parents kind of just, you know, try to be nice, try to be their friend, just being very permissive. You have the uninvolved parenting styles. They ranked lowest across the life domains because these children tend to lack self-control, have low self-esteem, and are less competent than their peers. And then you have the authoritative parent, which is what most people should have strived for because they tend to result in children who are happy and capable of being successful. But when we talk about these different parenting styles, all of this stuff is something new. I want to say I also teach parenting classes, Delano. And especially when you're dealing with people that have newborns, a lot of times they don't know what to do. They don't know how to start. And even with, you know, trying to, we say, well, you know, I tried to give them everything. I wanted to give them what my parents couldn't give me. What would you say about that in regards to giving some of the parents some tips? You know, when you think about those parenting skills and those parenting things, that it, it, it always brings to mind, um, you, you, it's the basis that we try to give to our children that gives structure and leadership. Because when you think about parenting, you, you think about building. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're thinking about building a, a person that, with character and a person with morals and standards. Mm -hmm. So you do your best to try to put into them uh, through your parenting style. And most of us are shaped by our parents, or then if we're not shaped by our parents, we take what we've learned through our parents. Uh, What I would say is, like, uh, we cut out what we didn't like, Mm -hmm. and we add (laughs) to Uh, almost like a cut and paste, and say, you know, when I grow up, I'm not going to treat my kids the way you treated me. I'm not going to do what you did to me. And we find ourselves blending styles of parenting. And we try to do the best we can. You know, when you have more than one child, you find yourself saying, you know what, what I did with child number one, I'm not going to do with child number two. And we know all we can do is set the guidelines for parenting in our home and give best, the best we can in structure. And I was thinking about what you said because I didn't grow up in a militant home, but I grew up in a home with love and care. But we were very disciplined. Correct. Uh, very disciplined. Uh, we, we didn't have a chance to make a statement. We were told this is what's going to happen and this is what can happen. And here are the consequences behind this. And it made me think immediately, Jeanette, to our upbringing as kids. We, we, didn't, have, we didn't have a say in the house. <laughs> That's true. Even though I always had something to say, but every time I had something to say, my mother told me to get out. And every time she told me to get out, I remember one time I told her, I said, well, let me get my clothes. She told me, well, you don't have no clothes. These are my clothes. So then I learned right. if I want to leave, I need to hide my clothes somewhere. So the next time she put me out, I won't be having to wear my cousin's clothes because my mother would kick right. us out and then tell my family member, call my auntie down the street and tell her, don't let us in. She'll call both my grandmother. Right. Don't let them suckers in your house. I used to be like, what is she trying to do? She's trying to make us homeless at 10. We didn't know nothing about CPS. We didn't know nothing about, you know, trying to get some help. So we was pretty much on our own. Now, we're going to be taking a break in about four minutes. So if you want to call in and you want to share some of your experience that you experienced as a kid or what made you kind of become the parent and the adult that you are today, you can call 888 Three four six nine one four one, and join me, Jeanette Abney and Delano Blackwell, as we talk about parenting adult children. Because we got some good information to come back to. Because, like I said, this is something that a lot of parents are dealing with. A lot of parents don't know what to do, and um, we just want to hear your stories. We want to talk about, you know, what's the difference between are we helping our kids? Are we abling our kids? And see what we can do to help some of the listeners that are struggling with their adult children. Delano, before we take a break, you have anything you want to say? And, and you're right. Uh, I do believe we do need to make some comments, some strong comments about 
enabling and disabling our children, um, and then independence and teaching them not to depend on. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, our kids sometimes, they don't believe that mom and dad is going to one day leave this place, and they're stuck trying to mm-hmm. figure out life at 30 and 29, 21, because they didn't want to take on the authoritarian, and they didn't figure out that someday they would be adults. They just knew mom and dad would always be there. That and is it's true. kind of amazing. It's amazing today that you, how many adult kids are still at home. Correct. Correct. I totally agree, Delano. I agree with you 100% in regards to that. And, um, and we're going to take a break. So until then, stay tuned and come back and join us with Jeanette Abney and Delano Blackwell here at Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney. We'll be it's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you have complete control over your thoughts and your life? It seems like we do, but there are always outside forces that are wreaking havoc with that control. How do we get our thoughts back on track, so to speak? Listen for help. My thoughts are holding me hostage with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin. When you command the power of thought, you can achieve or have whatever you want. Make the laws of the universe work for you. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life is a journey which never gets easier. As we go through life, we just handle things better as we get to know ourselves. Listen for the Mental Sherpa by Theta Spring. Host Alexandra Janelli believes that each of us are pre-programmed with all the answers and tools we need to move through any situation life throws at us. It's discovering those tools and answers that will set us on the right path to enjoying and navigating life. Listen every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Precious Predicaments. To reach Jeanette Abney or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to jabneylmft at gmail.com. Now, back to Precious Predicaments. Welcome back to Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney and Delano Blackwell. Today's topic, we're talking about parenting adult children. And not only just parenting adult children, but talking about teaching your kids skills, tools, giving them the things that they need to help them to become an adult. Because as a parent myself with two adult children, there are some things that if I would have known better, I probably would have done better myself. And, um, you know, and that's why I wanted to talk about this topic. Because like I said, I was one of the parents that had children at a young age. And like I said, I couldn't wait for my kids to get grown. But then by the time my son turned 18, Delano, all hell broke out. I'm looking at him, he's looking at me. You know, like I said, I put welcome to adulthood on his birthday cake, but that didn't mean nothing to him. And the one thing I said was I did not want to be a parent like my mother. I saw how, you know, there were other women in my life that raised their sons and raised being a single woman, raising a boy was not easy for me. And I did the very best I could. But there were some challenges. There were some things. I became a grandmother at a young age. I, you know, I, there was things that I had to deal with him going to jail, him being diagnosed with a mental illness. Him, It was just so much stuff. It was just overwhelming. And one of the things that I had to do, Delano, because I'm not going to just totally throw him under the bus, which sometimes I'd be wanting to. But I had to learn to relinquish my son to the Lord. I had to turn him over. Because he was literally driving me crazy. And the thing was, 
I would try certain things and it was not working, you know, and I would listen to my mother and it wasn't helping because my son was not a mama's boy. He was a granny's boy, which made it even worse. And I want to <laughs> say, oh, Delano, you already know. That's why you laugh it because, you know, the fights and the battles and the stuff that we had and the stuff. My, oh, my God, it was terrible. But, you know, although, you know, some people may not have, have experienced those challenges. But the thing is. I want to say even with me growing up, when I was a kid growing up, my mother did one thing and we did not realize she was doing, but she was teaching us how to be responsible. At that time, I thought she was teaching us to be little Hebrew slaves because on the weekend, we had to get up, clean the house, cook, wash the cars, fix the cars, mow the lawn. We work. Delena, we had to do so much stuff. By the time we got able to was able to play, we was tired. We was literally exhausted. (laughs) But it taught me good work ethics. And I remember with my son, my mother used to tell me, you know, your son retired. My son retired when he was in the kindergarten. He had no work ethics whatsoever. Okay, somehow I got kicked off. I don't know. I got kicked off. I guess I started talking about my mama and she must have kicked me off the air. <laughs> can you Are hear you me serious? now? I, I got kicked off. See, Are you serious? I, I am serious, Delano. I'm sitting up here trying to figure it out. I normally be having tech, um, technical problems. I guess I better stop talking about that woman because uh, everything just went blank. Got kicked off. I guess she's like, don't be telling all my business. Look, the gene just tell us we ain't shit. Blano, look, you weren't supposed to cuss, okay? <laughs> we ain't on the air, are we? I believe we so. I don't know. I believe we are. Well... You know, Jeanette, one thing I will say that um, I've learned several things, even in my ministry, and I'll say uh-huh. this, that Scripture says that unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and I heard you say, sometimes we have to learn how to turn our situations over to the Lord. I mean, our children over to the Lord. And I think that's one thing we forget. Mm -hmm. We do have to turn them over to the Lord, to those who are Christians, and give them back to say to the Lord, thank you for them, but now they're really yours because at a certain point, you know, one of the things, you know, me being the older brother of Oliver, Mm -hmm. one of the things I had to tell him, you know, once you turn 18, life is different. Correct. Once you get to be 18, you know, growing up in Compton, I'll tell it like it is, growing up in Compton, life is different. You have to look at life different. You have to learn how to be independent. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to try to make it on your own. And one of the things that I've discovered, even when I was raised by my grandparents, one of the things my grandparents would tell us consistently is you got to learn how to face life on your own. Correct. You got to learn how to make de- decisions, not for today, but you got to learn how to make decisions for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You're in training today to be prepared to live for tomorrow. And one of the things that I'm noticing in these past generations, because I've coached high school football for 30 years, and I noticed that one of the things with these children of the day, they only think about the day they're not worried about tomorrow. They don't care about their morals or characteristics. And it's not a parenting. Some of it is not parenting. Some of it is they just learn in the street. Correct. And some things, and, and I can stand on my word and your word. You were an awesome mother. My, my, my godson, who you just killing today, <laughs> is, is just a unique person. But... Uh, honestly, you did everything possible. I was proud of you. I applaud you in parenting. But sometimes our children just don't want to leave the nest. True. That's true. It's, I don't care what you do. And I was sharing with my daughter about the thing about the eagle, mm-hmm. how an eagle builds her nest, how she puts thorns and thickets down in the bottom of her nest once she builds it. And after she builds it, 
she puts those thorns and thickets in it, and then she puts a bunch of salt things mm -hmm. at the top. And as the eaglets begin to grow, she starts to take out the salt stuff and start putting the thorns in the thicks. So when they start to sit out too long, it gets stuck, mm -hmm. which, which makes them want to get up. And sometimes as parents, we don't want to stick our children. Woo. I know. We don't I want know. to stick them to go. To get and, you, and, you, and you know what, Delano? And that is true because a lot of times, especially if it was hard for you as a child or as an adult, you want to make it easy for your children. Right. I mean, even with me being a business owner, I always, when I tell my story about how I became a business owner, I wanted to make it easy for my daughter. And I bought a business because she was in college studying business finance. So I said, at least I'll make it easier for her because you know, I wanted to leave her something. Now, I want to talk about creating boundaries. And as we create these boundaries with our adult children, because one of the things we have to do is we have to basically learn how to stop enabling our children. And a lot of individuals don't even realize what that means. When we talk about enabling, we think that we're helping them. You know, they get grown. They they don't want to listen anymore. They don't want to hear the house rules. They want to do what they want to do. And the first thing they say is, I'm grown. And I want right. to say, right. my, daughter, my daughter brought to my attention, and I never realized it. She said, Mom, have you ever realized I never told you I can't wait to get grown? And she has made a living example out of that. I've never heard my daughter say, I can't wait till I get grown. Because I think the older she get, I have to remind her every day. Because she still be like, uh, mom, um, and uh, you know, and, it, and it's interesting. But we have a very, very unique relationship. But getting back to creating these boundaries. One of the thing is, it talks about this helping your adult child tend to become a pattern of unhealthy rescuing. Because if you try to save your adult child every time that he and she gets in trouble, you'll be making mm. things worse in the long run. And let's talk a little bit about that, Delano, because I know, like I said with myself, when he started getting in trouble, I started trying to clean up and rescue and fixing his stuff. And I realized that I was paying for things. But all I did was make matters worse and put myself deeper, deeper in debt. Let's talk a little bit about that. You know, you're right, Jeanette, and I, you know, you, as, a, as a parent, you know you want to do the best you can for your child when they're growing up. You want to show them the love, the concern, and you even want to let them know when trouble comes, I'm going to be here for you. Mm -hmm. I got you. You know, as they say the terminology, you might ride or die. Mm -hmm. And our children believe, and we believe that we want to do that. But there comes a time when you have to cut the cord. There has to be a point, you know, as kids, I'll never forget this. As kids, we would say, we would put a line down on the ground mm -hmm. and say, if you cross this line, line. Mm -hmm. we're going to get it. You're going to get it. And as parents, sometimes I believe we have just erased the line and said, that, you know, you know what, no matter what you do. I'm going to be here. And we don't allow our children to take on any independence, any characteristic of being a person that's going to show the qualities of accepting their role of adulthood. Correct. And, you know, the thing, and the thing that bothers me is they don't have a problem doing what they do. And then they go back and they say, well, I ain't got to worry about it. Mama or daddy will be there for me. And then when we say to them, hey, if you do this again, <laughs> I ain't going to be here. But when mm -hmm. we look up, as that is parents, we go, we go right back into that same old, I'm going to be here for you. And it, it, it dawned on me, uh, Jeanette, that, you know what, we have to make some boundaries. Mm -hmm. We have to say as parents, once you get to be an adult, there are some responsibilities and some things that mom and daddy's not going to get involved in. 
Correct. Let's go to the next one, Delano, because like I said, we, we we know rescuing your child repeatedly and paying for things is one thing because we find out that it costs us more. The next one, and this is something that's really big, and this is a sign that you're basically enabling your adult child, and that is, are you tolerating disrespectful behavior towards your child? <clears throat> Because you're doing this because your child has problems and don't seem to understand that you deserve to be respected or your request to be treated differently falls on deaf ear and only result in more mistreatment. Delano, there are so many and, and the adult child is frustrated and angry. But when you get to the point to where you just start disrespecting your parents and their home like you pay the bills, that's a problem is a disrespect. Now, I know know, us growing up, we couldn't do that with our parents because we probably wouldn't be able to talk about it. But let's talk about some of the parents that are dealing with this just being disrespected by the adult child. You know, some of the some of the things to that. And I I will say I had a little bit of that with with my daughter, one of my daughters. And one of the things I discovered is, you know, you know, the more I let it went on, the worse it got. Mm hmm. And I wanted to see, and I, I'll be the first one to tell you, I wanted to see how far it would go. And I got to a point in my life where I said, enough is enough. And I had to show my child the door. Not mm-hmm. because I wanted to. Now, let's get it right. Not because I wanted to, but because I needed to. Correct. Because I, I grew up in a home where respect is very, the, the number one thing in the house. I go back, I was raised, and I go back to the Bible where the Bible says, honor thy mother and thy father. Mm-hmm. That thy days on this earth may be longer. And I would say to my daughter, you know, you're cutting your days off. Every <laughs> time you utter anything against me or your mom or any adult who's parenting you, you're cutting your days off. And you know what, Delano? They don't even know what that means. And that's the sad part. Because I know with my son, my son would say, I'm not scared of the police. I'm not scared to die. But the one person I'm afraid of is my mama. And that's because (laughs) I was not going to take being disrespected. But I also had to learn to keep my hands to myself. Because I would get to the point to where I'd just be ready to just lose it. Because that's how my mother was. And we would see so much dysfunction and fight. And and it was like, no, you didn't. I remember one time my sister, oh my gosh, she got, she was so drunk, Delano. She came home and her aunt, mm, I don't want to call no name, but my baby sister Thank went you. to out. And my <laughs> sister hit my mama in the eye. And my mother said, and I'll never forget her looking at that beer. She said, no, she didn't just hit me in the eye. Delana, we tried everything in our power not to um have my mother kill my baby, kill my middle sister right. because um she hit her in the eye <laughs> because she was tired of it. Uh, in my home, where, where I grew up, we didn't have that problem. Me and, I, me and my brother. <laughs> uh, uh, we had problems with these names. That, uh, there, and and I, I don't have a problem saying it now. There was three, three items of discipline. There was a belt. Uh, there was a a racetrack, orange racetrack by mm. Hot Wheels. Mm-hmm. I remember them things with the plastic things. <laughs> and the last one was a electric stitching cord. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have, and I'll tell the world this, we didn't have any problems in our house with discipline. My mom, <laughs> you know what? Uh, my mom would whoop us, and we didn't have the problems. I, I can honestly say, me and my brother, because of the discipline, corporal discipline at home, we learned respect. If we didn't give respect, we, we got open until we understood respect. Correct. And you know, uh, I mm-hmm. am guilty that mm-hmm. I didn't put my hands on my daughters like my mom put her hands on us. I'm guilty of trying, but then again, I, I understand. You know, you whoop your child. Uh, now, they can call the police. 
Correct. And you know what? And we have two minutes to break, but I want to say and bring up the situation of the lady that's in the news and on the Internet and in the media now that um, whooped her three kids and wind up getting arrested. And it's kind of one of those things like, okay, what was she supposed to do? Now, what if they were adults living in her home and went and broke into the neighbor's house and stole some things that came to and brought it to her house? How are you supposed to handle stuff like that? You know, and a lot of times when you're talking about the disrespect, that's one of the things that happens. Kids don't want to clean up. Kids don't want to listen to the rules. Kids want to run the home and they're disrespecting their parents. So when we come back, because I'm quite sure some of the callers got a lot to say about that one of, you know, how they could have handled things differently. But here, like I said, you have these three young kids breaking in people's home and the mother get arrested for that. So we're going to be taking a break. So join us. We'll be right back. Jeanette Abney, Delano Blackwell on Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Do you feel alone trying to conquer life's challenges? Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April Joy Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to discover the powerful you. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you get empowered holistically every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Precious Predicaments. To reach Jeanette Abney or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to jabneylmft at gmail.com. Now, back to Precious Predicaments. Okay, welcome back to Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney and Delano Blackwell. Time show goes by fast, Delano, because, you know, we'd be on the phone talking out for hours sometimes. But I want to share some information because I threw out there and was talking about the situation with the lady that got arrested for whooping her kids after they broke into, you know, people's houses and had the items. And that was something else we saw growing up as you know, growing up and where we grew up at is just the disrespect, the disobedient, things of that nature. So I want to throw some things out there and talking about in regards to what's the difference between helping your child and enabling. Helping is doing something for someone when they're not capable of doing it for themselves. Enabling is doing something for someone that he or she could be doing themselves. Now, it's interesting because an enabler is a person who recognizes sometimes that a negative consequence is occurring on a regular basis and yet continues to enable the person with the problem to persist with their detrimental behaviors. And simply enabling creates an atmosphere in which your adult children can comfortably continue their unacceptable behavior. And when we continue to allow these behaviors to occur, We are setting a pattern of behaviors that basically in our children that could be hard to change. And when we are enabling their repeated inappropriate behaviors, then we repeat the enabling patterns with the result of instilling bad habits and accepting what should be unacceptable behavior for many years. And that eventually becomes a natural way of living as much as breathing. And I'm putting that out there because, you know, Delano, as a therapist, I work with a lot of uh, parents that have adult children. 
And sometimes their adult children may be alcoholics, they may be on drugs, they may have other issues going on in their lives. And I'm finding that a lot of times they're afraid of their children. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to get their their child out of their home. And the parents are kind of, they feel stuck. They feel help. They feel helpless. You know, a lot of times they feel like, well, you know what? I don't want to put them out on the streets. But Delena, we talked about enabling. We talked about handicapping our kids. We talked about some things that we can do. But, you know, I want to throw some things out there. And they have some questions in regards that might help parents determine if you are enabling your children. It talks about. Have you loaned your child money repeatedly? Delano, what you got to say about that? You, you loan your, your, your daughter money all the time. Because <laughs> my son would say, yeah. Mom, this is my last time. Mom, just one more time. I'm so sick. He was so sick. He's one more time. But uh, what about loaning them money? <laughs> you know, I don't even call it a loan anymore. I just give it to him. Mm-hmm. You know, because of the fact, you know it's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And if it do come back... It ain't going to come back soon. So I've learned to just give it. I don't argue no more. That's a fight. I give it. I said, now, look, you know you're supposed to give it back, but just go ahead and take it. I've learned how to set a limit on how much y'all loan out. Correct. That was something. I, I It took me a while to learn, but I learned it, that they, you got to put a boundary on it. You got to put a limit. Correct. And then you have to put a cause. What cause is this going to? Correct. Hey, Delano, here's another one, another good one. Have you paid bills that they were supposed to have paid for themselves? <laughs> you know, you get that phone call. They're getting ready to cut my lights out. <laughs> can, you, can, you, uh, can you just pay my light bill? And, I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with that one. You know, I'll, I'll pull out the card and call the company. I said, well, give me this. Give me a bill number and I'll call them and pay the bill. You know, I'm still waiting to get my money back for a few light bills, through telephone bills. Matter of okay. fact, you're gonna make me go. You're gonna make me go reinforce that. I'm gonna have to go get my money now. Now that I think about it, wow. but uh, you know, you, you get that phone call mm-hmm. as a parent. But you know, I I don't I don't have a problem to a degree because I won't repeatedly do it. Mm-hmm. I believe I believe as a parent, I gave my children the best uh, reinforcement and the best uh, parenting I could do to say, here's how you do it. And this is how you do it consistently. Mm-hmm. But you have to you have to learn some disciplines within yourself to take Crap. the time, put your money away to. Properly budget, and you know, you just hit. You just made me think about something, Jeanette. I'll, I'll never forget this. My grandfather would sit down, and he only had a ninth grade education. Mm-hmm. He would sit down and take his bills, but on the top of the bill of the envelope, he would write the amount in the corner where the post stamp, where the stamp would go. Mm-hmm. He would write the amount, and I would ask him, "Why do you do that?" He said, I put the bills up so I wouldn't forget the amount. So I'd write the check. I said, well, what you write the amount on the top for? He said, so I can remember this is how much I need to pay. And it's always there in front of me. And when I got older, I started doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I had to look inside, and then I would make a little note. He had a little notepad where he'd write it down. And I, I felt for a ninth grade education. Mm-hmm. He had a great discipline, and he passed it on. And our children, our children, man, when you talk to them about money, man, that's a whole new world. And then it you is. get into that, and, and then we get into that that subject in that, that that we lead into. I'm entitled to have this. Correct. Correct. Well, Delena, we we running out of time and I want to talk, give the parents some tips that they can use or help them if their adult children is living in their home for whatever reason. Because like I said, they may boomerang come back for a lot of different reasons. Setting boundaries is very important. You talked about drawing a line in the sand and we have to do that. And we also have to be consistent. You can't draw the line and take the line back and, you know, start feeling guilty because if you've done the best you can, that's all you can do. But one of the things, if your parents, have, if your adult child have to come back to your home, 
one of the things is try not to be adversarial as you encourage your adult child to become more independent. Because one of the things is the goal is to be supportive and understand that, you know, you get their situations, but you don't want to make their problem your problem. And one of the things that you could do is when if they do have to come back into your home, encourage working children to contribute to pay their part of room and board. When you let them stay there for free, that's going to be a problem. You'll never get rid of them. I remember my son told wow. me, which he didn't, I didn't even let him move back in my house this last time. He moved me in and moved his stuff in. And when I told him <laughs> he had to go, he told me I got to give him 30 days. I said, 30 days? You got 30 seconds. And he knew then I was not playing. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, try to make them pay their way. Because a person told me a long time ago, I was enabling him because I was providing a roof over his head. I didn't even get that so again you know, make them pay for my board you made me think and i'm gonna be very brief because i want i want you to get to your rest your point you know one of the things you're saying is right with my baby daughter that's i had the same thing and i didn't make her pay and I always told her your job is to save your save your money and find your own place I'm going to give you that opportunity. And, man, she was saving her money doing her thing. And uh, I didn't ask her for a dollar, but she started getting crazy. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, 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 you know, I, I've never charged with Nick or live in a house with me. Mm-hmm. You can't get crazy. So today, matter of fact, today, she's moving into her apartment today. Good. Good. <laughs> That's she, great. And I'm proud of her. But the idea is, she didn't take care of finances because the whole time daddy was telling her, put your money away. Mm-hmm. She was blowing her money. And, they, sister- and they don't understand. My sister would do that. Go she'll let people that. come. She'll let them come stay with her house, and then don't want them take. Don't want to make them pay rent because she felt if she took their rent money, they'll never leave. But sometimes, if you don't let them pay rent or teach them to pay, they won't leave either. But don't indiscriminately give money because providing spending money should be contingent on the children's efforts towards independence. A lot of times, what happens is the parents buy their cigarettes, buy they buy their drinks, buy they. No, you don't need to do that. And you also want to develop a response that you can offer any event that you're caught off guard and agree that you won't give an answer for certain periods of time. You know, so basically don't be forced to make decisions that you don't want to make because you feel like you have to owe your kids something. The next one, and this one is very important too, Delano, when your adult child becomes an adult and asks to either come back into your home or even once they become an adult, you have to agree on a time limit on how long they can remain in your home. Oh that's very God. important, Delano. They need you need to talk about that. That's open you know, for discussion. We need to have that conversation. How long are you gonna be here? You know, I I had I've never had to have that, thank God. But one of the things I can say as a pastor over the years, one of the biggest issues I used to hear when, when I talked about when I used to go into uh counseling was how do I get rid of my child? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you would hear the mother would come in crying. Pastor, how do I get rid of my child? What what can I do to get rid of my child? He's been here so long or she's been here so long. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm 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 taking care of them and now they're gonna bring their children in. What if, you know, are they mm-hmm. Oh, they know you know that's a whole nother well, conversation with <laughs> the grandkids I had living in my house. Wow. So okay. you know, it, it, it just kind of it just kind of breaks them down to a place where I don't want to put my child on the street mm-hmm. because now they're bringing their, their, my grandchildren and now you're faced with a dilemma. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And well, I've, I've heard that conversation. How do I get this kid out? You know, he's been here for 10, 15 years. He ain't done nothing in year five. He ain't mm-hmm. done nothing in year six. And he hadn't done nothing in 10 years. He's not helping in the home. Correct. He's uh, disrespectful. He's despondent. He's codependent. And what do I do? And, and, I, and I understand exactly because gotcha. it's very animating. And as a pastor, I used to try to talk to the, to the adult child and say, hey, look, it's time to step up and step out. 
Correct. Delano, we got three minutes to closing, Delano. But one of the things is we have to learn how to set limits on how much time you'll spend helping your child resolve crisis, too, because they're going to always come to you with a crisis. And you got to remember, a crisis for them is not a crisis for you. You want to encourage them to problem solve by asking, what are your ideas? What do you think? You don't always have to have the answer. Remember, you're not in a popularity contest. So, be prepared for your adult child to reject you. You know, my son told me, well, just wait till I leave. You're going to miss me when I'm gone. And when I'm gone, I ain't never calling you. And I'm, I asked him, I said, when he would tell me that so much, I said, well, can we practice you being gone? And when he finally left, he was like, mom, you don't ever call me. I told you that. Can we practice? So, you know, so be prepared for them to reject you. And that's okay. That is okay. Because he or she will most likely come around later once they realize that, you know what, they needed to grow up. And it's sad because a lot of times, like you said, Delano, people don't want to put their kids out on the street. But you're going to have to to learn. Because I used to say, if I'm going to be homeless, I don't want to be homeless with my son. Because that is not going to go well. So sometimes they're looking more out for themselves than they are for you. Dealing with the sense of entitlement. You gave them life. That was enough. You know, if you like living that way or if it's a benefit for you, that's fine. But part of the things is you have to set house rules. You have to make sure that you respect one another. You want to make sure that you're communicating effectively because I'm going to say it's not always a bad thing for adult children to live in a home, but be contributing something to the home. Don't become a burden and stressing your parents out if you're living there. And if the parents are being stressed out, you need to stop it. You need to be the parent again and remember that you are superior. And you don't have to live like that because there are situations where the parents may want the child to come back. Now, Delana, we're going to be ending in about a minute. And I want to thank you for being my guest. And like I said, there's a lot of things we could talk about. We can go on and on and on and on because a lot of times people are struggling with this. There's a book called Setting Boundaries with Your Adult Child that people can read. It talks about six steps to hope and healing for struggling parents. You can contact me, Jeanette Abney, at jabneylmft at gmail.com if you want referrals or you want information regarding parenting, co-parenting, or setting boundaries with your adult children. Now, next week, we're going to be talking about letting go of the past with no regrets, and I will have my cousin again back, and his name is Cedric Boyd, because we need to learn how to let go of our past and have no regrets. And until then, remember you got this. And thank you for listening to Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney and special guest Delano Blackwell. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Precious Predicaments with Jeanette Abney. Please join us again for another program next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have an easy and relaxing week. You've got this.